On today's episode of Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, we have Mark Hansel, Xylem's Vice President of Product Regulatory and Government Affairs, who joined the show to discuss the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act. Mark's been working with legislators in Washington and breaks down for us the CARES Act in simpler terms and specifically what it means for small business owners. Here's our conversation. All right. Good morning to our listeners. And we have an important topic to discuss today um, uh, on solving water. I'm here with my co-host Griffin Goda and Xylem's government affairs leader, Mark Hansel, to talk about the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or the CARES Act, which was just approved on Friday, March 26th. And specifically, Mark's going to break down this bill. It's pretty complex in some simpler terms to help small business owners in particular gain a better understanding of what um, they may be eligible to take advantage of. So thanks so much for being here today, Mark. No, thank you, Amanda and Griffin as well. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, obviously, this is you know an, an incredible time for all of us. And um, it's great to see the U.S. government stepping up with, you know, relief that's, you know, as you mentioned, this, you know, we're going to talk primarily about small business, but I think most people know that there are a lot of other aspects to this act that also address, you know, individuals and, you know, putting money in people's hands. So um, this is really important for the American people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, before we get into the sort of the elements of this CARES Act, um, how are you doing, like considering all this is going on in your role? You know, what are you, what are your days like? No, I mean, um, the, the days are, let's just say I am very busy right now. And um, I think a lot of it is just because, um, you know, I'm not only trying to track what's going on in the U.S., but as well as other countries um, and the responses are coming in from those countries as well. Um, but we're also getting a lot of inquiries, asking questions, a lot of people looking for, um, particularly right now in Washington, this, the shift has moved more. Now that this act, the CARES Act is in place, they're looking how do we stimulate the economy? They're trying to prepare for when we get past, you know, the period that we're in right now. So I think, uh, you know, there's some, you know, great questions being asked. How can water infrastructure, you know, be invested in to stimulate the economy? So that's, you know, certainly, you know, the type of thing that we're very interested in trying to give a lot of information on. So and you're in your home, right? You can't, you can't travel right now. That's correct. I'm home, but um, you know, I think that's true of, of all of us. And, um, you know, we're all adapting. Um, I'm fortunate. I was working from my home before this. So this, mm-hmm. this really isn't anything new to me. Um, just the part of going to Washington and having face-to-face meetings isn't going to happen. So, yeah. you know, but again, most people, they don't want face-to-face meetings. So everyone's saying we're going to do this over Zoom or, you know, WebEx or some sure. sort of tools. So I, I think uh, that's the one thing I would just say is that everyone's really teamed up together and say, hey, we can do this. And so I think that's that's great that there's still a great opportunity to communicate. We're just doing it a little, little bit differently. <laughs> Good. That's great to hear that um, they're embracing that. I know um, it can be kind of a shock, I think, in some, in some industries to have to um, switch to more of a virtual format, but it's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, you know, it, it's, um, it's all we can say is these are really interesting times, but, um, you know, I think, um, they're going to shape what the future is going to be like too, because we're finding out you know, we can do a lot of things this way. So, um, you know, I think that's some of the stuff that a lot of people are asking is, you know, what is the future going to be like? And, uh, 
you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say right now. <laughs> yeah, so. things are changing pretty fast. And I think that's why it's really, it's great that you could be here with us today just to, I mean, uh, some of our customers and channel partners are small business owners. And so this, you know, this CARES Act is um, pretty robust. There's a lot of different components to it. And so if we can help zero that zero in on some of those um, yeah. pieces for them, that would be really good. So I thought we could just kind of start with the basics. Um, can you just overview for our listeners what's considered a small business in this bill and some of the key areas of it that you'll be diving into? Absolutely. And that's a, a great first question because <laughs> uh, it, it, you got to understand that there are certainly a lot of requirements for you know taking advantage of some of the relief parts of the CARES Act. But I think the, the key thing to know is that the you know, the U.S. government defines a small business as a business that has 500 or fewer employees. So that's really the, the break point. Um, you know, so for Xylem, you know, this applies not only for our distribution partners, but also for the downstream customers from them. So well drillers, contractors, wholesalers, you know, you know many of those firms are going to fit that definition of being under 500 employees. So um, I'll, I'll also just say that, you know, there are aspects of this Relief Act that also cover independent contractors. So, um, you know, if you work for a company, you know, even though you're not on their payroll, I mean, you can be eligible for some of this aid. So, um, you know, I think it's really important and I want to throw this out there right away, Amanda, that, you know, it's really important that you check with the professionals that you rely on for advice. So whether it's legal advice, payroll advice, or you know, tax advice, you know, those people are going to truly be the experts in how these, you know, various things we're going to talk about today apply to your firm. So um, sure, we can give you some basic direction, you know, where you can start asking, but you're going to need to really get close to your advisors of, of your individual business so that they can direct you really what's the appropriate route for you to follow. So digging in a little bit to the CARES Act itself, the first element that really directly applies to small business owners is this Title I. Um, so Mark, what are some of the key top line takeaways or things that small business owners or employees should know from that Title I? Well, I think Title I, Griffin, the best way to, to just explain it is that um, it's the foundation of the, of the Act's effort, you know, what they're trying to do. And, and that's really to avoid mass layoffs over the next several months. Um, certainly, you know, we've all been hearing that there are, you know, furloughs, layoffs, lots of people are, are being put out of work because of the impact of the coronavirus. So um, the government has created what they're calling the Paycheck Protection Program. And essentially, you know, these are, you know, small business loans that business owners can get that would allow them to continue to cover their payroll expenses. And um, I, I want to just make it very clear, this is way beyond just payroll, okay? And that's why you got to look at the elements of the act. You have to um, consult with your, your experts because it covers things like mortgage, rent payments, insurance payments. Um, so it's really meant to cover you know, a broad support package for small businesses and ensuring they can cover their costs to operate and keep their employees employed. Well, and then I think in, I think I read, um, I know we issued a memo yesterday, you issued a memo yesterday um, about, about this CARES Act and Title I specifically. And, and 
there's some additional detail in there about maximum loan amount. Can you give a couple high points about that, that yeah, side I mean, of it? I mean, obviously, um, the, the government appropriated a certain amount of money for this particular Title I section on paycheck protection. So, um, you know, they are, there are some limitations on it. And, you know, I don't really want to go into a lot of the detail, but I think the limitations are designed to help as many firms as possible get access to the money. So okay. um, there are specific things, you know, in terms of a maximum loan amount that's available. Um, there are specifics in there about the documentation that you're going to have to share with the Small Business Administration, because by the way, that's, that's where these loans are gonna come from. The US Small Business Administration is the key federal agency that's responsible for providing this paycheck, paycheck protection program for small businesses. So um, that's where you're gonna to wanna to start um, is at the SBA website, I think it's sba.gov, so it's pretty straightforward and simple. Um, I've been in there a couple of times and looked, and it's very clear um, what you click on for coronavirus related uh, relief. So, you know, and the system is set up, you know, they are accepting loan applications right now. So um, oh. I think, you know, getting in there, Amanda, you know, I don't want to go through all the, the lots sure. of rules and stuff here, but I think, you know, that's the key place for people to go and just understand, you know, there is going to be a lot of disclosure expected for each company in order to determine if they qualify for the loans. So obviously, okay. you know, in today's world, they wanna make sure the money goes to the right firms. And so that's that's why there's gonna be a lot of questions asked. Okay. Another area you sort of called out in the, in the memo, um, highlighting these small business elements of the CARES Act was subtitle C, business provisions. And so I think, I mean, is that just primarily in the form of tax credits or, or what, what does that section, I guess, outline? No, I think you're, you're exactly um, hitting it right on the head, Amanda, that um, Section C is really additional aid for firms that will go further down the line. So it's not immediate like a, a paycheck protection loan program is, but what they're saying is, is that um, you know, there are going to be long-term implications of the disaster that we're incurring right now. And, you know, so the federal government's trying to ensure that, you know, small businesses have protection that will allow them to stay in business for the long run. So um, absolutely, there's tax credit provisions in there. There's tax deferrals in there. So okay. all of those things will be dealt with via the IRS and, you know, the companies when they actually do their tax returns and things like that. So, um, you know, there's also some changes in there. Um, the tax laws were changed, I think, a year or two ago, so fairly recently. And when the tax laws were changed, there were some changes to the way net operating losses were treated. Okay. Okay. And they are the current tax law. They are not treated very favorably. Um, what the CARES Act did was put that favorable treatment for net operating losses back in tax code, um, at least for the short term. So again, you know, this is going to be a key element just for long-term viability of, of, of small businesses to ensure that, you know, if they are struggling, which, you know, we, we do expect many companies to struggle and, you know, we're all trying to figure out what is that struggle going to be, but mm -hmm. um, at least that they've got some of those provisions back in the tax code to help the long-term viability. Mark, before we kind of maybe get out to what other countries are doing in comparison to the United States, is there anything else, any other big, things that you know our audience should know about the cares act 
Yeah, you know, I think, Griffin, the, the key thing, I'm going to go right back to where I started. Get with your, your business advisors, okay? Because um, I will just say that, you know, there are some elements of the, of the act that were not fully defined because it was pushed through very, very quickly. Um, and so that definition is now coming out of some of the key federal departments in Washington. So um, you will, you as an individual business owner will get, you know, the, the latest and greatest news if you talk to your professional business advisors. So I think that's, that's probably the, the most important thing. If you want to go look at, you know, where some of this stuff is, you can certainly, you know, Google CARES Act and you're going to find lots of information. You can go to the, the SBA website that I mentioned, sba.gov. Um, and that's actually where the, the loan process is starting. Um, but again, I think those are the, the most important things. Probably a lot of people are really interested in, you know, their individual payouts. Um, I'll just mention, you know, I, I haven't spent a lot of time studying that, but I think, you know, the most important thing for people to realize is that those individual payouts are going to be based on how you filed your tax return in the U.S. If you did it electronically, you will get an automatic electronic amount of money moved into the, the bank account that you use. If you did it via mail, you're likely going to get a check, which will likely take a little bit longer. So um, there's just a lot of details, like I said, that are still coming together. But uh, stay tuned. You know, there's certainly, you'll hear about it in the news, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> so Griffin was mentioning other countries. Um, you, yeah. I mean, we do business in Canada as well. And so you, you mentioned before the call that, um, you, you have some insight into some of the similarities and differences as to what they're doing for their relief. That's correct. So the, um, the Canadian Parliament passed a, an, an act of their own on Monday, which would have been March 30th. So um, there are very similar relief provisions in that bill, um, you know, just done along the lines that they align with the Canadian laws that are obviously different from the U.S. So um, we will be issuing a a bulletin to the Canadian supply partners for Xylem, you know, outlining the provisions of that act. Um, it's also been pushed through very quickly, a lot of details still coming. Um, so there'll be websites listed in that bulletin. So, you know, definitely recommend you check those Canadian websites as well as, again, consult your business advisor professionals. Okay. And, um, you know, beyond that, Amanda, those are the two principal countries that, that I've, that we have firm, um, you know, things in place. I can tell you that the EU is also looking to put some relief programs into place. So um, details have been finalized on those. And then likely after that, there'll probably be individual countries in Europe that'll have, you know, so uh, again, this is, you know, the, the entire world is going to want to look to make sure that, you know, the economy is stabilized, you know, immediately for the short term, and then look to how do we get it really moving again for the future. So I think we'll, we're going to be hearing and seeing a lot about this kind of these actions for quite a period of time. On our show in the field with Gould's Water Technology, the latest series covers tips and trainings for small business owners. Listen to all five episodes of the Small Business Toolbox series wherever you get your podcasts. You know, what else about the, I mean, whether it's specifically related to the CARES Act or Generally speaking, what you know, what are, what is Washington doing outside of just the CARES Act, or what other elements of this CARES Act can you share with our listeners that they should be considering? Yeah, no, absolutely. This it's a great question, Amanda. Because the you know the CARES Act overall um, 
I think the total value of the appropriation was over $2 trillion. So I think it's one of the largest bills in U.S. history. Um, but there is an incredible amount of money that is going to go into state and local communities for disaster relief. And that is going to help those communities pay for the cost of these additional hospitals are having to open up, the hotels are having to rent, you know, the dorm rooms, you know, the places that they're having to use to put people in care. So, um, but there's also some, I think, important parts of that relief for our customers in that uh, the Federal Emergency Management Administration, otherwise known as FEMA, um, was giving, was given $49 billion that they are going to take and appropriate out to the states. And it will go to each state's emergency management administration. So um, every state has their own emergency management administration. Some you know, go by that name, some go by other names, but the bottom line is those um, organizations are going to have money to assist with disaster relief, um, specifically focused on things that are you know, um, just caused because of the coronavirus. So you know, give you an example. Um, you know, we're all hearing that, you know, toilet paper is a major crisis in our country. Mm -hmm. And um, some people are having to resort to other things rather than toilet paper. And those things are not necessarily good for many wastewater treatment systems or uh, lift stations. So um, pumps are being clogged. They may be damaged beyond repair. If they have to be replaced, that would qualify for emergency management administration funding for disaster relief. So it's just an example of, you mm -hmm. know, um, the way that we should be talking to our end customers and saying, you know, hey, if you're incurring costs specifically because of the disaster, you know, you should be looking for funding. So, um, but again, each state handles that differently, but sure. people need to be contacting those emergency, emergency management administrations. So, I mean, that's really good to know because, uh, you know, coming up here, I'm going to be speaking with a group of folks, hopefully in the next week, um, about clog-free pumping and just some options that um, our customers, distributors, whatever, have um, in terms of kind of getting after this problem, which, you know, is already a, an issue nationally, right? Our infrastructure is already pretty, pretty old and stressed as it is. So I'm sure this latest um, wrench in the system is not, not, um, not helping anything. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of, concerns about, you know, many of our wastewater and our water treatment plants rely on chemicals. We have to make sure the chemical deliveries are coming through. Um, you know, so some of those things, if, if a wastewater treatment plant operators having trouble getting those things, they can seek assistance from their emergency management administration. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing we want is for drinking water to go down or wastewater to not be treated. So um, everybody just needs to realize that there are resources available to support. Okay. And I'm just going to follow up because you, you mentioned that our water infrastructure is, you know, stressed and older yeah. and in need of assistance. So, um, you know, really now that the CARES Act is out and in place, the elected officials have moved their focus to, you know, what's the next thing we can do to get the economy jump-started once we clear this. And I think uh, the great thing to know is that, you know, we are getting a lot of questions about you know, what can we do for water infrastructure? How can we use water infrastructure investment to stimulate the economy? So, okay. um, you know, we're working with um, a number of elected officials who are, you know, high level people on, on, on the infrastructure committees in Washington that are asking for our input. So 
Um, I know they're asking the input of a lot of water agencies. They're asking a lot of input, a lot of water leaders, you know, and they're asking Xylem. So, you know, we are working to provide suggestions. Um, you know, certainly it can just be replacing aged equipment, but, you know, I think a number of people you know, are familiar that Xylem has a lot of infrastructure assessment tools that can assess, you know, the age of infrastructure without having to be destructive. So certainly we're trying to make them aware that those tools can really make Washington's money go further and sure. push to get those into some of these, these stimulus bills. So I think that'll be the next thing. I think the stimulus bill isn't quite as, um, you know, as an emergency as the Relief Act was. So I think, you know, there's probably gonna be one to two weeks here before that takes final form, but um, I just think it's important for everybody to know that you know this is the CARES Act was not the final piece of legislation. There is still other pieces still to come. Well, so you're keeping busy for sure. Absolutely, it's fun stuff though. You know, absolutely fun, and you know, I think my role, you know, I'm kind of an um, intermediary where I'm working with our lobbyists in Washington as well as talking to the elected officials and their aides but then also reaching deep into Xylem, pulling out our product knowledge, our expertise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have so much knowledge. It's great to be able to share it. Well, anything else you want to mention just about whether it's the CARES Act or the stimulus um, legislation you're working on right now? Um, even just if you have any sense of timing as to how things are going to uh, play out over the next few months, um, Anything like that you want to just share before before yeah, we sign off here? You know, I, I mean, I think you know we're all being homebound as we are. We're all being assaulted with a lot of information, and I think um, you know certainly. I think I, I just urge everybody to be patient and do everything you can to to, to keep that social distance. I think uh, I've been advocating for social distancing as soon as I heard the term came out, and uh, I just think it's the best way we can all beat this. So. Um, certainly, you know, my thoughts, my thoughts and prayers are to everybody out there because, sure. um, you know, there's a lot of people in some tough situations, a lot of people with loved ones that are getting sick and, you know, um, we all want to be able to help. And I think the best way we can help right now is just keep our distance. From each other. <laughs> um, I would just say everybody needs to stay safe and stay healthy and I'll look forward to getting back to normal business here in the future. Well, thank you so much for, um, taking some time out of your, your busy, day um, to, to share this information with us and our listeners. I know that it's very much appreciated and um, you stay safe as well. All right. Thank you. Take care, Amanda and Griffin. We'll talk Thanks, to you Mark. Soon. All right. Bye. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 